Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Melissa Ship, Vice President of Digital Experience at OSF Healthcare, OSF On-Call Digital Health. Melissa, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I know we have a, a great discussion planned, a lot to talk about in the virtual care space and, and really some amazing things you're doing there at OSF. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, of course. So my name is Melissa Shipp. I'm the Vice President of Digital Experience and OSF Healthcare On-Call Digital Health. I've been in this role now for about a year and a half. And prior to that, I was in hospital operations for approximately 13 years in one of our sister OSF hospitals. OSF On-Call is the digital health entity that sits within OSF Healthcare, which comprises of 15 hospitals across Illinois and Michigan, with our headquarters located in Peoria, Illinois. I've had the pleasure of leading the digital experience division of OnCall, which is the omni-channel approach to our digital front door. It includes the contact center space where we focus primarily on primary care and diagnostic scheduling, as well as patient navigation and leading the digital outreach for our organization, which is using data to proactively outreach to our patients for things such as closing the gaps in care, appointment reminders, just to name a few. Um, so I mentioned the digital experience is really that front-end division, and there are two other divisions in on-call we'd like to mention. We have the VP of Digital Care, which really promotes and um, takes all of the digital um, remote patient monitoring, telehealth, and includes our digital triage nurses. And lastly, we have the retail arm, which the VP of On-Demand Services, uh, it includes the 26 on-call urgent cares, and retail imaging, and then also providing the 24-7, 365 virtual urgent cares. Fantastic. You know, and it's just amazing how many uh, services you're able to provide at OSF and really lead into a lot of the digital patient experience. From your vantage point, uh, what are some of the big opportunities that you're seeing in the market today, as well as headwinds that you have your eye on? Sure. Um, I don't know how I could not mention things like open AI and chat GPT. Um, OSF Healthcare really being a true innovative organization has had a digital front door AI chatbot since 2019, and her name is Claire. We launched Claire in December of 2019, and I think we all know what came right on the tail end of that, which was COVID-19. So we were able to use AI through Claire and really get out in front of all of our communities and across Illinois and say, if you have questions around COVID or you have symptoms, go to our website and talk to Claire. It was a real human capital saver for our organization where we could seamlessly drive a consistent message out to our patients and start to ease their fears, drive them to the right care at the right time. I think in our first two weeks of launching Claire, we had 67,000 interactions and we would have never been able to answer all of those through a phone call timely. So now we have the ability to drive not only clinical care, but also really thinking about self-service options for our patients all through AI. 
So now three and a half years later, we're looking at how do we use AI better in our telephony system? How are we able to drive patients to the right place at the right time using natural language? Um, we're really looking at how do uh, we use AI to drive efficiency in our contact center, helping us schedule easier and not have to look through disparate systems. And it just allows us to work smarter and not harder. So I really look forward to where we're headed and truly believe that there's a lot of space in the clinical world where AI can help drive us and be more efficient alongside with human decision-making, which creates a real partnership in healthcare. That's such a great point and definitely fascinating to see how, you know, AI has evolved over the last few years and especially what great timing to launch Claire and be ready um, to mobilize when the community needed you during the pandemic. Um, based on, you know, the initiatives that you have already, has that been uh, pretty easy for the um, human team members to kind of connect and, and really integrate the technology into the workflows or what's your experience been in kind of making sure that the um, human workforce and the, the AI um, technology, you know, is able to work together to optimize the experience overall? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that what we have learned is that none of this is easy. Um, all roads sort of lead back to um, integration, through data, through workflows. And we have the, you know, we've been fortunate enough that we've got a little bit of experience on our hands so that when we're looking at integrating this even further, um, it takes real partnership. And it's not easy. It is not an easy road to go down. So really um, having that experience and the data that shows that it works right um, when you have the right guidelines and the right um, teams working on this, that it does improve. It does, it does improve our efficiency. It improves our, our, our experience with our teams so that they can um, not work and focus on some of those really challenging um, workflows. So it's, like I said, it's not easy to do, but I think if you have to take a step forward and just continue to derive a better experience every single day that you will make headway. Um, so I think we've been fortunate enough just to get that experience um, in launching Claire and knowing that so many patients used it. We're using um, the data to drive our decisions. We're using the data to, to prove its value. Um, and that only gives us a leg up on expanding AI throughout our organization. That's great to hear. And definitely, thank you so much for going through the whole process with us. Now, how are you thinking about growth and adding value to OSF overall? I can imagine right now, you know, there's so many possibilities and so much potential if you, as you've talked through with technology and artificial intelligence. And, and what does that really look like when you're thinking about um, the value for, for an organization like OSF? Sure. Well, the digital experience team is really driving and executing work to create a seamless and frictionless experience on the front end of our organization, especially related to scheduling and navigation. Um, we're measuring growth through new patient acquisition through our digital tools. We're driving strategic initiatives around a differentiated experience for our patients. We're using data, understanding behavior science, and digital tools to build out that personalized experience for our patients. So I think the research is pretty clear that patients will leave an organization, even one that they've been loyal to, unless they start to meet the needs better than we are today and more seamlessly. 
So the value is really that new patient acquisition and retaining those patients. We need to provide that easy button uh, for them to access us when they want and how they want. So we've got to break down those silos around the multiple clicks, multiple questions, multiple passwords, all of that really does add value to the patient and their time. Their time is valuable. So therefore it adds value to our organization. And I think the other value is really that digital experience team in collaboration with so many across our organization. We are waking up every single day and driving the operations and doing the tactics so that other teams in our organization can really focus on the operations in their own area. And I really like to see the digital experience team as really being the icing on the cake for our overall experiences. I love that. It, it certainly um, makes a lot of sense, and especially thinking about you know that way that patients can really reduce the clicks, get access right away, um, and really feel like they're having a great experience with their healthcare providers. Um, I know too. You know when you look at the trends and, and where things are headed, um, there's. Uh, I guess all resources in healthcare are valuable and especially nowadays. So where do you see is it being important to continue to invest or a risk that's worth taking, um, especially within the digital and patient experience side? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a few areas I think we have to invest in. And from the human capital perspective, we have to ensure that we have the right skill set we have to think about, do we build, do we buy, do we partner? And there are a lot of human capital positions in the di digital experience space and digital health in general that are really hard to recruit for with the right level of experience. Um, then I think about in order to really create that seamless and frictionless and personalized experience, we have to have the research. We, there has to be development. There has to be end-to-end -end user experience, the UI, the UX, integration of systems. We have to have the analytics, really the data um, for the patient journey. We have to have the search engine optimization, the SEO. Uh, we have to have all those things through human capital and AI and digital tools. Um, and the risk is really if we don't invest in these, and we don't continue to disrupt and get better. Our competitors will. They will provide these experiences. So we think about what there is to lose. We, we will lose our patients to the experiences that provide those easy buttons. Not everybody wants a primary care provider. Not everybody wants to use their insurance. Not everybody wants to contact us or get care during business hours. So if we don't think outside of the box, we don't have alternative methods of care or pathways, we lose credibility, we will lose those patients, and we will lose our workforce. Our workforce keeps telling us that they want us to do things differently. And on that note, thinking about a, rem a remote workforce and providing options, we went to primarily a full remote workforce um, in the contact center, and we have learned so many lessons, but we have kept that engagement high. Um, that shows in our, and we call our, our, our employees, our mission partners, we have found through our mission partner opinion surveys that they really like that option of being able to work remote while having very high um, expectations that we're measuring their efficiency. We are measuring the outcomes and we found a direct correlation of moving to that remote workforce. We actually had better outcomes and better measurements. So we're really excited about 
doing work differently. And if we don't take that risk of changing, we're going to we're going to lose that human capital. And, and so we, we have to take that step forward. We have to take risks sometimes. And I know it can be scary. And I know sometimes we take the conservative route. But if we're not willing to try, we are going to risk losing that human capital. That's such an excellent point. I know, you know, I, when I speak to others on the podcast, it's certainly uh, there's a, a real understanding of the patients being able to, you know, make selections on their healthcare providers based on their experience, you know, really being more mobile than they have in the past. But, you know, the workforce, I, like you said, I think the same goes and people certainly want to be in a space where it's easy and where they feel like they're appreciated and have the flexibility that they need in order to do their job. So I think that's such an excellent point by you and really underscores the urgency to apply some of these digital technologies and digital strategies that are are really going to be needle moving for patients as well as team members and employees at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Well, before we wrap up our conversation here, I wanted to look into the future just a little bit further where do you see some big opportunities for growth for you professionally, as well as looking at the digital experience teams that you work with? Where do you see that really headed and and what skills are you hoping to add um, to the team in in your repertoire overall? Yeah, great question. Um, I think from a professional perspective, I have learned and grown so much just in the year and a half of being out in this space. And every day is a little bit different. And it's just, it's so exciting to be a part of. I got to see the on-call digital health team from afar in the first two years of its existence. And it's something that drew me to it. I really wanted to be a part of this exciting new way of doing healthcare. And so I, I just, I'm, I'm still learning every single day. And so I, um, I'm really happy with the work that we're doing and continuously looking for other opportunities to bring in. Um, But I think that it's really important to know and what we have learned, at least I have learned over the last year and a half being this role, is that the back end to the front end is really tedious. It's really complicated. There is nothing in this space that is easy. And so if we don't work on some of those foundational pieces And that's really looking at standardization, thinking about that end-to-end journey. That really is going to fuel the front-end experience. So you have to put in the hard work, and you have to have difficult conversations, and you have to challenge each other. And sometimes those are, you know, hard conversations to have with your peers. But you have to have those um, conversations and really getting through those tough pieces in order to come out on the other side. And I think that if you work in digital areas, you know that all roads lead to data and no one person or division can do this work alone. It's really connecting the the back end to the front end, thinking about architecture and data and how we fuel all those experiences. It takes partnerships, not only across divisions within your own organization, but partnership outside of your organization. So an opportunity that we're, you know, working on right now and know that this is going to be really um, a pivotal time in our organization, I think, when we look five years down the road, we'll look at this moment and know that this was pivotal for our organization. We're working in the diagnostic space now of really going from 15 independent teams into a single centralized Um, team that is standardizing things modality by modality in the diagnostic space 
things like the patient instructions for each one of the modalities, such as ultrasound, mammography, MRI, et cetera, providing education out to the diagnostic departments around templates and blocks and building out those decision trees, all of which are foundational items. And if we put in the hard work today and really unwind and unpeel the layers of the, lump, of the onion, we know that that um, will fuel the front end for everything else we do in the future. Um, so really putting those standards in place. And then we've seen this huge return on investment already in this work and continuing to build out the skill sets and building out those experience. We learn from it. We replicate it. We do it even better the next time. And we're reaping those benefits on the experience side. So if we break down those silos, we get good and meaningful data. We continue to build out a reputation, the trust with the patients that we know what we're doing and we're being intentional about how we're reaching out to you and how we're um, understanding what your needs are of us, that no matter you know, where we go in our organization or where you try to access us, you're going to have that same experience. And then thinking about expanding into referral and specialty space, we know that that can create a lot of clunkiness and un untransparent information and friction for our patients. So really looking forward to the growth opportunities um, within that. And we learn so many lessons that that just helps us become better leaders and um, really rounds out what we're trying to accomplish in an end-to-end experience. I love that. Thank you so much, Melissa, for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really amazing conversation, and we're looking forward to having you as well at our Becker's Health IT Digital Health and Revenue Cycle event in October. I think, you know, it'll be amazing to continue this conversation and really just learn more from you about uh, how you're working on the digital patient experience and connections and in, in how AI has continued to uh, change the way we're, we're doing things in healthcare. Thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm-hmm.